me? A little bit. This is Information Security News. This is Stuart. This is Neil. It is Sunday, February 2nd. It's just not any old Sunday. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Chiefs against the Niners. Wait, it's Super Bowl Sunday? I thought it was Shark Tank Sunday. This is the other football. <laughs> I know you watch football, but this is the one that they play in the States. Speaking of, who act, who do you have for the Super Bowl? Who do you Who's going to take it? Well, being from the West Coast, since my team is not in the Super Bowl, I think I'm going to root for the 49ers. Cool. I'm going for the Chiefs. I want I want to see Mahomes take it home this time. So you know, East Coast versus West Coast, huh? That's right. You know what we're doing out here. <laughs> And then also, have you been uh, paying attention to the news? This coronavirus has kind of taken over. It seems it's, like it's crazy it's everywhere. Well, I think there's no cases in, in Georgia yet, right? I hope not. But, you know, we do have the CDC here, so I'm sure they have. We're protected. Yeah, we, we hope so. Hopefully there's not, not an outbreak. Speaking of this coronavirus, today one of our topics is the world outbreak that has everyone fearing for their lives. But hackers are taking advantage of that, and they're spreading malicious emails with computer viruses. Leave it to Stuart to get all serious on you really early on in the podcast. I mean, why not? We're going to talk about it. This is true. This is true. And I also read earlier that the Super Bowl is under a lot of scrutiny for security this year. So the security at the Super Bowl has been tightened up. There's a few articles in regards to it. Um, There's also a lot of big security companies that are coming into play because they want to reassure that the Super Bowl is going to be a security success. You know, talking about security... Well, I guess a little bit away from security. I would love to be in Miami right now. I'm sure it's a party central down there. You and your mojitos. <laughs> All right, without further ado, we have three topics for you guys today. The first one being... E-skimming, a type of malware which infects checkout pages to steal online data. The second one is a Indian airline that was hacked with a vulnerability that was exposed by an ethical hacker. And our grand finale, we gave you guys a sneak peek already, but it's the coronavirus. And how hackers are spreading fear online as well with the Emotet Trojan. So without further ado, let's go ahead and kick it off with our first topic. So, you know, I've heard of e-skimming before, but it's not something new. But the FBI does want us all to be aware of this because millions of consumers fall prey to this every year. Yeah, but what is e-skimming? A lot of us might not have heard of it, so kind of give us an overview or a little bit of insight as what e-skimming really does for the consumer. I'm glad you asked. So e-skimming is the type of method that cyber criminals use to introduce skimming code on an e-commerce payment processing page. What they do then is capture that credit card information and personal identifier information as well and send that stolen data back to a domain under their control. Okay, so to break it down in layman's terms for you, e-skimming is when the hacker installs the malicious code to the website, and when they have this malicious code installed, they're able to take your payment card information as you enter it in real time. And to add to that, the software that they use is MacCart, and in some hacks, quote-unquote, the shopper-approved e-commerce toolkit was also compromised. Now, companies large and small have been hit by e-skimming attacks in the past two years. Just to name a few was Puma and Ticketmaster. Cyber criminals can go in and compromise these websites in multiple ways, including breaking into a web server directly or breaking into a common server that supports many of the online shopping websites. So imagine one server with a bunch of websites that you host. Once they break into one, boom, they're able to get payment card information from all. And to add to that, the FBI had this on their radar for nearly seven years. That is because criminals are sharing the malware online and becoming more sophisticated. And to add to that, our generation Millennials. is adopting the whole idea that everything can be purchased online versus brick and mortar. In return, criminals are taking advantage of this and stealing our data. We live in a time of Amazon Prime and two-day deliveries. If we can't get it in two days, we probably won't buy it. You 
know, the crazy part about that is I have friends that will not buy a product or order something if it's going to take two to three days to get delivered. But at the end of the day, you're just going to sit home and wait for it anyways. By that friend, do you mean yourself? Are you? Are you <laughs> I was talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> are you saying if I can't get it in two days, I'm not buying it? <laughs> Come on now. You know good and well you're candidate number one when it comes to that. I've seen you turn out Max Brenner when it said it was going to take more than five days to get to you. Yo, why are you, why are you sharing my secrets, man? Come on. Let's get back to the topic. All right, all right, all right. I got you, Mr. Max Sprinter Jr. In light of this, the Interpol did make an announcement saying that five arrests were made for e-skimming. Three of those people were from Indonesia who had allegedly compromised hundreds of online shopping websites. And from those websites, they stole data such as names, addresses, and phone numbers. This is why companies are putting in a lot of effort to make sure that their security is tight because they need to notify their customers when their data is lost. To give you a perfect example of this, British Airways is facing nearly a $230 million fine for a data breach that was involving half a million customers. That's why e-skimming is becoming more popular. Like Stuart said earlier, we're not shopping at brick and mortar as like we used to in the past, and therefore it's making it harder for hackers to intercept POS systems. I think we've skinned this article enough, but one thing, or I guess one last word of advice, one thing that we're gonna recommend is to make sure that you use your credit card over your debit card. Why, you may ask yourself. So with a debit card, it'll be harder to get your money back. With a credit card, you'll be able to call your credit card company and say that you were part of a fraud or part of something that they'll be able to help you more quickly. All right, let's go ahead and fly over to Indian Airlines SpiceJet. There was 1.2 million passengers that were affected by this data breach, including government officials. This is where it get interesting because my understanding is that an ethical hacker used brute force to enter into the system by easily guessing the password. He later alerted SpiceJet, but they never responded back. So that prompted him or her to leak the information at TechCrunch. To give you guys a little bit of background about SpiceJet, they possess 13% of the Indian air traffic market share, which translate into 600 daily flights. That's a lot. That's a huge number. 13% is not small. And to add to that, CERT-IN, an Indian government security agency, acknowledged, that the, acknowledged the incident and noted that the protocol wasn't followed. Additionally, SpiceJet acknowledged that their safety and security of their flyers data is sacrosanct. Yeah, I had to look that up. I don't even know what that word meant. Okay, sacrosanct. Sanct? Wait, yeah, I think that's how you said <laughs> But it means the principle regarded as too important or valuable to be interfered with. SpiceJet, we know you messed up. Just take the L, okay? You don't have to use these fancy words to confuse the people. <laughs> and what I mean by that is that if you look on the website, there's no mention of the breach. Sacrosanct that. Wait, 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 Neil. This is where it gets funny because quote unquote, Spice just said the following. Our systems are fully capable and always up to date to secure the flyer's data, which is a continuous process. <laughs> Additionally, they also said, we undertake every possible measure to safeguard and protect this data and ensure that the privacy is maintained at the highest and safest level. All this sounds good on paper, but in reality, we see what's happening and they're not good. Now, what I think is they should probably deploy like a multi-factor authentication, some of the stuff that we've talked about in our previous podcast, because that way they can confirm an individual's identity before they allow this type of data access. But I think there's many lessons to, that need to be learned for SpiceJet. Okay, let's go ahead and go to the third topic. Whoa, Neil's production level are on another level today. <laughs> I'm trying, man. I'm playing around with some stuff. <laughs> but on a serious note, let's get back to this last topic, the coronavirus. I know this is an outbreak we have been hearing. But before we cover this topic from a security perspective, let's give you guys some facts. Now, keep in mind, these are just high-level facts that we want to share with you guys so you guys are aware. 
So as of today, the death toll has surpassed 300 and more than 1400 have been confirmed with the infection of the coronavirus. What a tragedy. Additionally, China has built a hospital within 10 days. That's crazy to think about 10 days. It had to, man. It was spreading so fast. Yeah, you're right. Um, Additionally, U.S. officials are confirming that Americans should have no reason to panic about the outbreak. And the last one, a list of countries is already restricting visitors from China. You know, it's really definitely some sad news to hear. Uh, it's, It's happening so fast over there and you see it every day on the news. But let's get back to our information security news. Stuart, what we got? So today we're going to cover this Emotet Trojan that hackers are playing on because of the coronavirus. What cyber criminals are doing is they're exploiting the fear of the outbreak by sending out emails with malicious attachments explaining how to prevent the infection. But in actuality, what they're doing is they're delivering this Emotet Trojan. Right. The attachment has a macros, which is enabled. Then the macro script will open in the background using PowerShell and installs a Emotet downloader. The email that they send you has a footer, which has a legitimate mailing address, a phone number, as well as a fax number, which is going to be relevant to the health and public safety within that area for the targeted consumer. So my understanding is that these Japanese Emotet emails were previously focused on corporate style payments, notification, and invoices, which targeted European victims. But because we're seeing this outbreak of the coronavirus and there's fear of it, they're actually, these attackers are taking advantage of that and sending these emails out to try to get you to click on them. Right. The emails or the files, they actually contain a lot more than just the basics of. You're going to see Trojans, Worms, which are capable of destroying, blocking, or modifying, or copying data that you have on your computer. Now, some of these files, they're disguised as some of the most common things we see. PDFs, MP4, and Word doc files. That's how easy it is for these guys to drop this Emotet malware onto your PC. Because right now, think about it. Everybody is ready to open up and learn more. So any information that they get, they want to learn more about this virus and therefore making you a big vulnerability. What we recommend is to be very cautious about opening any emails that allegedly contain information or facts or anything related to the coronavirus. Do your research, maybe go online, but be cautious about those emails. No one's usually openly sending you emails about coronavirus. And I think sometimes we get caught up if someone says, oh, I have a viral video of this happening over there. And then we immediately click on it. So please be cautious and be aware when you open files like that, because that's probably one of the most common ways we become vulnerable. And with that, I think that brings us to the end of our show. Stuart, can you hit us with the recap? That's a wrap. So today we talked about e-skipping and how to protect yourself. Make sure you use your credit card and not your debit card when possible. We also talked about the SpiceJet, the the Indian airline who was breached. Which also didn't want to disclose the information, but they had to anyway. And our last but not least, the coronavirus. Wait, wait, wait. Before we finish. Chiefs. Go 49ers. Chiefs. Mahomes, thanks for joining. We'll see you guys later on this week. The podcast you just heard is intended to serve for informational purpose only and is not intended to offer any sales of any sort. The views discussed reflect our personal opinion and is not intended to sway you one way or another. Information security news is independently operated by Suanil.